This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Join me for my new radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk inspiration and prayer every Monday from 11 to 11.45 a.m. on KWWJ, 1360 a.m., 96.9 FM, or KYOK, 11.40 a.m. Call me, 832-570-8075. See you then. We are both proud and excited to have with us what I can only describe... Stay with me, Houston. This is a very uh, great song that's very uplifting. I want you to hear it just a little bit, and then we'll play it in its entirety at the end. As their latest single is successful. The title, of course, is Yes We Can Can, and they are the Pointer Sisters. And Houston, welcome to another episode. Let this play a little bit there, Mr. Producer. Uh, a tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer. And we have Miss Jolanda Jones, State Representative Jolanda Jones. How does that sound, State Representative? It sounds great. Look at my pen. Oh, is that the State of Texas? I, I love it. It's I love it. It's a member pen. It's a member pen. Yes. Woo! She is now State Representative Jolanda Jones. And I like this song, Joe, because, you know, it's got this upbeat kind of cool groove, but at the end of the day, the words are so great. And it's, you know, we got to make this land a better better land than the world in which we live. And we got to help each man be a better man with the kindness that we give. I mean, it's just really great. We got to iron out our problems and iron out our quarrels and try to live as brothers and try to find a piece of land without stepping on one another. I just love this. And do respect the women of the world. Remember, you all have mothers. We're going to play this in its entirety at the end. But it's just a great song. And, of course, Soul Train did so much, and people don't really remember it, to promote sort of entertainment, but really African-American artists, Joe. Remember Soul Train? And, you know, had it not been for Soul Train, so many artists would have never been discovered because that was really the way they could get some exposure, whether it's Gladys Knight. And you, you could just name Earth, so many. Oh, so many. You could name so many. And, boy, um, Don Cornelius is interesting because he was the, the DJ, and he was just a cool dude, and he had been a disc jockey. He was uh, a Korean War veteran. Most people don't know that. Didn't know that. Yep. And then he launched Soul Train as a daily local show and an international syndication. And then he became big time. And the show was going on from October 2nd, 1971 till March 25, 2006. 35 years. But that was really, for the people of color, that was our American bandstand. And that's where artists were heard. But we've got Jolanda Jones here because Joe... You know, you, you really lit up the airways last time you were here, and I thought, let's bring Joe back, primarily because, number one, tell us about the results of this last election, because I remember it used to be the Jolanda Jones two steps, and then tell us, number two, what's going on tomorrow? So, tomorrow is this, is part two of the two steps. Part two of the two. The studio you. audience is just giving her a round of applause. And part two of the two step. Right, so part, so let, let me go back to, to Soul Train really quickly. Go for it. So at our election watch to party tomorrow, we'll have a Soul Train line Woo! because people still perform Soul Train lines at parties and, and anniversaries and stuff. But so that's what we plan on doing. So we welcome you to come to that. But tomorrow, uh, May 24th. Well, t t tomorrow's event is where? Is, to tell everybody. So tomorrow, May 24th is runoff election day. Okay. So it's do or die. And the polls are open from 7 until 7. 
If you will recall, on March 1st, I won the primary, but I only had about 42% of the vote. And Texas is a majority state, not a plurality state. So I had to get 50%. So myself and the person who came in second are in a runoff. Now, myself and that same person, which is tomorrow, myself and that same person were in a special election. The special election was to fill Representative Coleman's unexpired term, which gets me, keeps me elected through the end of the year. I won that. Okay. I am the state representative. And interestingly, the first place I went as the state representative was in the Hobby Airport area of the district where I had the, the pleasure and the honor to present a certificate to a spark park um, at an at a, a early childhood development center. And it was great. And I can tell you what I noticed over there. Tell us. It's, it's interesting how when you're not elected, you, you really don't think about stuff. So you, so I went to, I drove to Austin on Wednesday morning. I was getting sworn in on Wednesday. That had already been, those arrangements had already been made. And then got a request to present uh, a flag at this early childhood development center in the Hobby Airport area of the district. So I ended up flying back early Thursday morning and landed at Hobby Airport. And what I thought was, there is no reason for this area of the city to not look like the other airport part of the city, intercontinental. And I thought that for people who've never been to Houston, if they land at Hobby, it should be beautiful. Yep. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's the gateway to our city. Right. These it's airports. That's what people see. It's their first introduction to this city. And I thought, I am going to work with the district council member I am going to work with the management district if they have one. I am going to work with the TERS if they have one to beautify that area and clean it up because it needs to be beautiful. When people land at Hobby Airport, it needs to be as beautiful as it is at Intercontinental. Amen. Let me ask you this. So you will now have run against this particular person three times in like two months. Is that right? Three yeah. months. I mean, because yeah, so from March first until now, so two months, a little more than yeah. two months. Uh, we actually have been running in this race since December of last year, so it's been six months. But the elections have been from March one until now, and I'm two and zero, oh, and I plan on making it three and zero. Oh. <laughs> three and zero. Oh. I mean, do you just? I mean, are y'all at the place where you just see her and you say, "Okay, there you are. Here I am," and you know, we, we're going to get it again. And no, I don't worry about my opponent. I worry about the constituents. I'm listening to them. Uh, Two places, so as I've traveled the district, I can definitely tell where elected officials have paid attention to the district, and I can also tell where it doesn't look like elected Very officials have paid attention to the what, district. What's, so, what's the common the ground? Two, what's missing? Well, I mean, I don't know. I can't speak for— No, what's missing that you see when you can tell they're not working the district, in, so in to la- speak? In large parts of the district, in the areas of color, black district— black part of the district and brown part of the district there are no good grocery stores Mm. right i worked in my neighborhood for over 30 years before i was ever elected when i was on council and and then after i got off council to work with the then elected officials to get an heb so but we still only have one store where we can have access to fresh fruits and vegetables when i go to other parts of the district if there are grocery stores they don't have good quality i want 
in District 147 in all the areas of the district. For example, when I go to Montrose, which is a part of the district, I can go to Randall's, I can go to HEB, I can go to Kroger, I can go to Whole Foods, which means I have options. In the third ward part of the district, there's only one store, HEB. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a there was another HEB uh, in another part of third wardish, and that was closed in order to open the other one. If you go to the sunny side, no no stores that where there's really good quality. If you go towards Ivy Airport, you see Fiesta, but in other parts of the district, you have options. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Fiesta, nor am I saying there's anything wrong with H-E-B. Right. But I'd like the option to go to Kroger or Randall's or H-E-B or Fiesta or Whole Foods. Why don't neighborhoods of color get that? So I'm going to work on that as well. And I can just tell in certain parts of the district there are there's illegal dumping. Mm-hmm. And nobody's paying attention to it. Now, the city of – well, the state is not responsible for dumping – but as a as the state rep, I can work with the council member, you know, the council member or the right. mayor to try to clean up those areas. And I have like speed dial on most of the department directors. So when Harry Hayes was over solid waste, even after I got off of city council, I could say, hey, Harry, there's a dump here or there's a dump there. When council member Dwight Boykins was a council member, he's not anymore. I could work with him so that we could get illegal dumping sites like fix so they're just so the one of the two places that i'm going to have my first meetings and you can swear me to this are in glenbrook valley and in garden villas i went there and i thought i can definitely tell that people really haven't been paying a lot of attention around here well when you were sworn in who swore you in wow i had two people swear me in i had gina inojosa swear me in she's the one who gave me this really cool member pen that I didn't read when she first gave it to me. So I was like, Joanna, that's a member pen. I was like, ooh, I'm you're like, you're, you're like, I'm all that now. I right. can take the member elevator. And so I'm, Yes, and I have a place to park, and this is, wow. my, this is my... Let me see that. That's my... I don't know if you can zoom into here, but at the end of the day, State of Texas represented Jolanda. And when you look at this, Jolanda, and when you see the pen and everything, given when you were young, growing up, did you ever dream that you were going to be in the halls of power of Texas? No, and I don't... I'm probably going to get emotional. I, That's okay. I, I was on the. I was, I was on the. I was on the periphery of the black elite. My mother worked at a Bunnyland, which was a a daycare or school that prominent black people sent their children to. I got to go to Bunnyland because my mother worked there, mm. not because she could afford it. I was a magnet kid. When, you know, once people once the HISD it took them a minute to realize I was bright, they bust me to Lanier. Well, Lanier is where prominent people sent their children. So I was always sort of Mm -hmm. on the periphery. I went to Dr. Allen, Debbie Allen and Felicia Rashad's father, who was a dentist. So you know who they are. They're on TV. Uh, Garnet's father, uh, Dr. John B. Coleman, I met him through like people in my family. So I didn't know that I could run for office. That was not something that I thought was even a possibility. I just knew black people were Democrats, or at least that's what I thought. And I knew I was supposed to vote because my grandmother told me that they had to pay poll taxes and that from the time she could vote, she did, and she had to pay the poll tax. So I, so I, I never knew, and, and a, a friend of mine who played basketball at U of H is the one who talked me into running. So no, I never really thought about it, but I know that when I, when this position became available, because very rarely, 
do open seat tapping in the legislature in the legislature or anywhere where there's no term limits I actually represent the place. My mother was born in Riverside Hospital, which was a Negro hospital. Can you believe that? And 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 it's House District 147. My, I went to Lockhart Elementary. It's in 147. My mother went to Blackshire Elementary. It was 147. My Aunt Winifred lived in CUNY Homes. My mother, my my grandparents, before they were able to buy their house uh, in Galena Manor, um, lived at, lived in CUNY Homes. My mother went to Texas Southern. I went to the University of Houston. I, we graduated from those schools. We didn't just attend. 147 is the cradle of the black civil rights movement in Houston. It's where they uh, planned the sit-ins at Walgreens and stuff like that. And my mother was a part of all that stuff. So it just came to me that now I don't just have to look at the elected officials on TV, that I have their numbers. And so it's just really emotional for me. No one has to tell me what's going on in the district. I didn't just move into the district. I've been here my whole life, so it so it it makes me very happy and very proud and very humble. Amen. Go back to something you said, very important. I don't remember if you said your aunt or your grandmother. They remember and were telling you about poll taxes. Tell our listeners what that is again, and that's why they need to vote because people fought so hard for this right, and it's something we take for granted today. Wasn't always possible. Talk a little bit about those stories. Well, it's free to vote now, right? Although there is voter suppression going on, and they've changed the rules. The Republicans have, and they've changed the rules, and they've made it more difficult to vote. But we used to have to pay to vote. It's free. People died for us to have the right to to vote. And as I was driving through the hobby area mm -hmm. when I landed. Um, from being sworn in, I drove through and it was just very, I could understand why people feel like, well, why should I vote? I, when I voted or whatever, look how they treat us. Right. If I go to one area, it's got all these this stuff and here they don't. And what I'm saying to people is all of a sudden, when I once I was elected and I was the state representative of House District 147, all of a sudden, it was like, okay, when people come into my district, when they come into 147, because I, the people I represent, we deserve to have what every other part of the city has. That's right. And I said, even though I didn't grow up, although I did live in Broadway Square Apartments when I graduated from college, because it was all I could afford, that the entrance, the gateway to Hobby should look exactly like Intercontinental. So I took pride in that, and, and I'm going to fix that. I'm going to fix that. I've already spoken with the precinct chair in Garden Villas. I'm going to speak with him. And I spoke with the, uh, the chair of the, of the uh, civic organization in Glenbrook Valley. And although we were on different sides when I was on city council, because I, the people at, at that time wanted something that, that the president uh, didn't want of the civic club, I'm going to work with her. So any, any fences that need to be mended anywhere i'm going to do it because it doesn't matter any i saw in fact i saw council member robert gallegos at walmart uh, <laughs> on uh on uh is that 45 south yeah we just happened to be there at the same time and i said to him hey i'm gonna i look forward to working with you because he's over there that is so and great so Joe. i'm ready to work i'm ready to 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 focus on the areas where everybody's ignored them that is so great i want to ask you a little bit about your district office and like what do you do you have a district office things like do you have staff or anything like that but hold that thought okay. we have lots of callers so let's start knocking them out diana is there a diana on the line 
There is Diana Martinez Alexander. Hey, Diana. And I'm in the runoff. Hi. I'm in the runoff for Congressional District 38, and I'm running to be the first representative for that district. Um, it does span a lot of different communities, Tomball, Spring, Jersey Village, parts of Cypress, Brick Branch, Memorial, River Oaks, and Katy. Um, but I'm ready to serve. I've been working as an educator for 23 years, and I want to continue that commitment to service in Congress. Well, let me ask you this, Diana. Who who sparked that in you? Was it your parents? I mean, how did you get this whole thing about, you know what, I'm running for Congress and I want to make things better? Well, um, I really have to give all the credit to my mom. She really pushed me to um, get my education, uh, and I've always had uh, an inclination for um, leadership um, within, you know, my roles just in high school and uh, then becoming an educator. But uh, I really got frightened after uh, the 2016 election um, because I saw this uh, us heading into this place where xenophobia and bigotry were used and thrown around to scapegoat people in the communities that I've been dedicated to. Um, so that got me into, you know, community organizing and advocacy on top of my professional life. Um, and then in 2020, I decided to run for county commissioner. Um, and uh, we had a great race. I was the top vote getter coming out of the primary. Then the pandemic hit and kind of switched, you know, everything and went topsy-turvy. But we have to be the leaders that we're looking for. And so instead of waiting for someone else to step up, um, it's time for all of us to push ourselves to do more because our basic rights are under attack. And I'm just not willing to sit on the sidelines. Well, Diana, great for you. We're, I'm going to give you a real quick. Tell us your website. If we, people want to get in contact with you, sure. what do they do? Uh, my website is Diana, the word for Texas.com. And you can see a little bit about my background, my platform, and all of my endorsements. Uh, ways to donate. Um, we are excited about uh, the reception that we've gotten from people because uh, they see that we have to really take it back to basics, um, you know, in regards to voting rights, in regards to standing up for reproductive autonomy, and basically um, not, you know, just accepting what is to come but fighting for what we deserve well diana thank you for calling in and we wish you much success yeah, good luck diana we're going to move on but thank, thank you, you diana so much. thank you for thank calling you. Alrighty. Bye, bye 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 we have a, a leslie Briones. leslie are you there leslie? i think that's judge Briones, who is running for county commissioner judge are you there judge Briones. Hello, Gilbert. How are, how you? are you? You have me Hi. and Jolanda Jones, and you're on a tip from Gilbert, talking hey, inspiration Judge. and prayer. How are you? Hello. So, Judge, Hello, what is what is going on with the race right now? And and what are you what are you seeing and feeling? And and, and are you excited? Are you ready? I am ready. I'm, we are ready for tomorrow. Um, I hope to see everyone out voting tomorrow from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Things are really looking good, and but the thing is we need people to show up and make sure that they're embracing that this is their democracy. So I, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to run, and I hope to be, you know, to have the opportunity to serve as our next commissioner. So I'm running for Harris County Commissioner Precinct 4.
And are you going to have your beautiful daughters out there at the polls with you all day tomorrow? They will. Oh they my will God, be. that's the best. That's the best voting magnet there is. Those baby girls. Oh, thank you. I, I want to tag on something. Go ahead, go, Joe. The judge said, a good friend of mine, Keith Watson Wade, who bless his heart, he died a couple of years ago of, of COVID. He always said to me, Joe, the world is run by those who show up. Mm. Mm. I'm going to say that again. Otra vez. Otra vez. The world is run by those who show up. And he said, if there are. Uh, yeah. And, he Ke said, and he Keith said, was a legend, right? Yes, Keith, he was I mean, a legend. Keith was a legend. And he said, if, if, if you live in a community of, of 100 and two people go to the election, then two people will decide what's best for the 100. Mm -hmm. And so we have got to show up tomorrow. As I was looking at the the numbers between, now I'm a Democrat, I'm just gonna put it out there for the universe, I'm not ashamed. If you look at the numbers for Republicans who have voted in the, in the early vote and the Democrats, they're beating us by 21,000 votes. I'm gonna say that again, 21,000 votes. I'm gonna tell you, if you're a Democrat, you've gotta be afraid of what's gonna happen in November for mm -hmm. any countywide Democrat if Republicans are out voting us by 21,000 votes. So the question is, if the Republicans are the minority in number, I don't mean like cultural race right, or right. whatever. Smaller if, amount. A, a smaller yeah, number of people. How is it that they are out voting us by 21,000 votes? And again, Harris County will be run by those who show up. Well, let me say this. Uh, you know, my, my mom always said, if you don't vote, don't complain. So let's vote, right? Let's make this world better. But Leslie, so go back. Uh, I agree. Our, stu our studio audience yeah. is, uh, is, is clapping for you. Leslie, first of all, uh, are your parents proud of you? They are so proud. They're excited. We're going to be, you know, calling voters all day today, knocking on doors, making sure people show up. I couldn't agree with Representative Jones more. This country and this county this city is run by people who show up in this state and so the way i see it it's not just me on the ballot or representative jones or the other runoff candidates all of us are on the ballot our families are on the ballot our right to vote our right to choose our right to be safe in our homes our futures are on the ballot and those who show up will decide the election and houstonians tomorrow it's going to rain so grab an umbrella because that is not an excuse not to show up. You must please embrace your right to vote and vote tomorrow between and, 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Look, and for the people who live in areas that flood, no matter how small the rain, you should really be motivated That's right. to vote <laughs> because Amen. the people who are elected decide what infrastructure is going to happen and whether you're going to get sufficient drainage uh, so that your areas don't Flood. And remember that song, I'm singing in the rain. Maybe we need That's to do Fred one. Astaire. Uh, no, 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 Gene Kelly. Gene Kelly. Gene Kelly maybe maybe okay. we should do I'm voting in, in the, the rain. rain. I mean, we, we just I mean, come on, guys. We got to make it fun if we have to. But at the end of the day, we got to vote. Leslie, tell us again, what's the website and where, where do people go find out more about you? Where can they go drive people to the polls? You know, Where can they go sign up to be a poll watcher and the whole thing and, and give some last minute money to you? Yes. Well, first, for any questions about voting, locations, hours, harrisvotes.com is where you need to go. Harrisvotes.com. 
I am Leslie Briones, and I'm running to be your next Harris County Commissioner, Precinct 4. To learn more about me and my vision for the Harris County of the future, go to lesliebriones.com. Leslie, L-E-S-L-E-Y-B-R-I-O-N-E-S.com. And when elected, I will be only the third woman ever elected in Harris County history to serve on Commissioner's Court and the first mother ever. And you will see that we have a broad base of support 40 plus endorsements ranging from all different types of groups and including the LGBTQ plus political caucus, the Chronicle, Houston Black American Democrats, the Hano Democrats, and many elected officials. So I would be grateful for your vote. Remember, this is our democracy and we, our city, our county, our state, our country will be run by those who show up. So again, Leslie Briones, I would be grateful to serve as your next Harris County Commissioner Precinct 4. And thank you so much, Gilbert, for all you do for our community, your leadership and for letting me um, be on the show today. Leslie, thank you for calling in. You're getting a round of applause to the studio audience. That's Leslie Briones again. She's running for county commissioner. Please go check her out on her website. And thank you, Leslie, for coming in. Joe, we have another caller, if you don't mind. We have another caller. Go ahead. Let's put it through. Do we have a Kimberly? Kimberly. Hey, Kimberly. Hey there. Hey, friends. I'm so excited to see you guys here this morning. I just wanted to hop on. I'm Kim McTory. I am running for the 208th. I'm actually on the ballot for this upcoming runoff uh, for the 208th Criminal District Court. And I wanted to get on and echo the sentiments of my dear friend Jolanda um, in saying rain or shine. It is so important that you all show up for these elections that affect our day to day lives. So please make sure you go out and vote. Um, and when you do vote, uh, Make sure you check off Kim McTory, improve our story, vote Kim McTory. Kim McTory and improve our story. I, I <laughs> yes. like that. Uh, so just real quick, give us that website again and everything. Um, my website is kimmctoryforjudge.com, and it's K-I-M-M-C, T as in Tom, O-R-R-Y, F-O-R-judge.com, kimmctoryforjudge.com. Kim McTory, thank you for being on this show. You know, Joe, isn't it beautiful? So far, we've had a bunch of callers. They're all women. Isn't it beautiful to see a lot of strong, smart, sharp women running for office? Yes. How how do you feel about that? So absolutely. So since you brought that up. Please. I am the first woman to represent House District 147. Come on. I'm going to say this one more time. I am the first woman to represent House District 147. But the women that have called, for the most part, have been strong women uh, of color. Yep. And we've historically been denied access to opportunity. And I actually believe, no disrespect to men, that when women are elected, we pay attention to things that men just don't see. And when you get women elected officials, you get people who are have the ability to have empathy with their constituents. And that is important because the best way for you to represent someone, for anyone to represent someone, is to be able to walk in the shoes or feel how the shoes feel of whoever it is you're seeking to represent. And you also brought up something real quick, so since you put it out Keep there. Keep going. When you said, Keep hey, uh, where can uh, the people go to donate to your campaign at the last minute? Well, let me tell you where you can go to donate to my campaign. There you go. JolandaJones.com. J-O-L-A-N-D-A-J-O-N-E-S.com. I need money as well. And since uh, 
Judge Briones talked about her endorsements. I've won almost all of the labor endorsements, including the AFL-CIO. I've uh, won the Sierra Club endorsement because I'm a tree hugger. I've also won the Planned Parenthood endorsement. I've won almost all of the Democratic clubs, every single one of them, including the Tejano Democrats, the black, the Houston Black American Democrats. I can't even remember all of the Democrats. And I have, I, I don't want to start naming my political or the elected officials, but I have over 250 endorsements from elected officials community and community leaders. That's not even just like the, the people. So I've got, a, right. I've got a congressman, I've got two mayors, I've got the entire state legislator, the entire contingent of state legislators who have endorsed, have endorsed me. And, and let me tell you something that I believe is really, really important. Our voting rights are under attack. SB1 passed last session, and we are feeling the, the, uh, the difficulties of it. Uh, half of our mail ballots are have been kicked out. What's so offensive to me about that is mail ballots, some people don't know because we go in person, you've got to be a senior citizen, so you've got to be at least 65 years old, or you've got to be disabled, or you've got to be a veteran stationed somewhere this else. This is to get a mail ballot. This is to be able to vote by, in the mail. Ma by okay. mail. The thought that half of our most vulnerable populations mail ballots have been kicked out is offensive to me. And why are they getting kicked out, Joe? I mean, what's happening with SB, all this? SB1, it's madness. It's madness. SB1 has changed it. So first of all, you now have to put on the outside of an envelope your driver's license number, ID number, and or the last four digits of your social security number. With identity theft, who wants to put that personal information? Not me. Uh, like on the outside of an envelope. Well, and, and if you don't do that, are you just like disqualified? They kick, they kick Come it back, on. and you've got to hope you get it back in in order to be able to refile it. And also, the county used to just send seniors mail ballots. Well, SB one outlawed that, so you actually have to go and request a mail ballot. So you have all these seniors who have been used to just getting mail ballots come oh to their my. home, and now they're like, no one sent me my mail ballot. Well, I respectfully submit to you that because the Democrats kicked you-know-what in previous elections and we just killed the Republican mail ballots, that they made mail ballots more difficult. So, difficult. so it's a problem. Well, my view is whether you're Democrat or Republican, the bottom line is we should make it easy for everybody to vote. This is supposed to be the cradle of democracy of the planet in, in all of history. We should just make it easy for everybody to vote. Very quickly, let's get another call there. Uh, and then I gotta, I'm gotta, i going to tell you something funny here, Jelani. Monica, are you on the line? I'm on the line. How are you? I'm well, Monica. Speak to us. Well, my name is Monica Singh. I'm also um, on the ballot this election cycle. So tomorrow is the last day to vote. So I'm urging everyone to come out and vote. Um, as Jolanda is speaking about this whole voting rights issue, it's a big deal. And I think the best way to make our voice heard is to have the numbers to prove that you cannot hold us back and hold us down. So please come out to vote. Specifically, I'd love to earn your vote um, to for tomorrow as well. Monica Singh running for Harris County Civil Court at Law Number four um, i'm on the ballot and there's more information about me at www.singhforjudge.com monica very quickly just educate our, our audience civil court means what 
So civil court hears anything, this county court specifically hears anything that's under $250,000 in jurisdiction. And so we hear breach of contract cases, business disputes, um, appeals from evictions, which is very important to our people, um, condemnation cases, car accident cases. So this hears a wide variety of cases. And the best part of my candidacy is that for all 20 plus years that I've been practicing, I've been practicing in this very courtroom for all of those years. So I'm very experienced here. And I really, really think I can represent the people of Harris County by being on this bench. Well, Monica, you have called in before. We so appreciate your activism. You're getting involved and you're trying to make things happen. I salute you. I'll give you one minute. What do you got to say there to, to uh, all of Houston right now? Well, I, first of all, have to thank you for having a forum like this and having me here week after week. I appreciate it. And I think what you're doing is really important for us to be able to come in, call in and talk about things that matter. So the, everything that you've talked about week after week when I've called in has been important to me. And that just means to me that I represent Harris County. I represent the needs of Harris County and I understand the voice of Harris County. So please um, come out and vote. Monica Singh for Harris County Civil Court at Law Number 4. Monica, thank you very much for for calling. And Joe, I haven't forgotten exactly what I'm going to say to you, but I got, I got it right here. But we have one more caller, I think. Is there an Andrea there? Miss Andrea. Oh. Andrea, can you hear me? Yes, can you hear me? You're on with me, Gilbert Garcia, Jelana Jones, a tip from Gilbert, talk inspiration and prayer, as we are every Monday from 11 to 11.45, KWWJ, keep walking with Jesus, 1360 AM, 96.9 FM, and KYOK, 11.40 AM, and you can always call 832-570-8075. Andrea, hit me. I'm just calling in to reminding everybody to vote. I'm sure um, that... Everybody has been reminded several times this morning, but election day is tomorrow. I'm running for the 185th District Court, which is one of our felony courts here in Harris County. My name is Andrea Bell, B-E-A-L-L. Um, only candidate in this race who has experience litigating capital murders would love your support. And just tell people a second, because I found your background so interesting and fascinating. Your family, uh, the amount of work you've done in these courts. Go ahead. Just say a minute there. I think it's important for people to know. Sure. So um, I am a child homicide prosecutor. So I prosecute cases where children under 14 have been murdered in an abusive situation. Previously, I prosecuted child sex crimes. I've done capital murder trials. Um, and I uh, have a unique background for people who are in our uh, judiciary. I grew up with a parent in prison and another parent who had substance abuse issues who's recovered now, thank God. Um, but I needed a community of support. And because I had that community of support, um, I was able to stay out of trouble, go to school, have stable housing. And so many of our young people who show up in the felony system don't have that community of support. Um, they grow up with similar parents, but they don't have a system or capital behind them to make sure that they're given the resources they need. And so they end up in our in front of a felony bench. And so I'm wanting to create a program with community leaders through community-based programming for 17 to 25-year-olds in our adult probation system in that court to ensure that they have the tools they need to succeed. Well, Andrea, all I can say is from your background to where you are today, you truly are an inspiration. I think it's phenomenal, and we couldn't be more proud of you. One more time, give us that whole website and everything. If people want to hit you with some cash or or want to, you know, where do they go on a poll or help drive, just give us one more time that website. 
Yeah, it's www.andreabelllforjudge.com. Thanks so much for having me this morning. Andrea, thank you for being on the show. So I want to I come back to Jolanda Jones because when Jolanda was given her website, and I don't know if it's because I'm going to Disneyland. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but, I, but you know, you think of M-I-C-K-E-Y. What was going in my head was J-O-L-A-N-D-A, J-O-N-E-S. That was in my head. And Jolanda so, Jones. That's right. Yeah, Jolanda Jones. Jolanda so every, Jones. I think that's the way everyone can remember. So if you if you have any doubt, it's J O L A N D A J O N E S. Jolanda, I really mean it. Let's back in all seriousness. Um, you've really been preparing your whole life for this somehow. You know, when you think about your grandmother, your mother, all the things you've experienced, your whole life, counsel. In many ways, you've been preparing your whole life for this moment tomorrow. You know, that's true. I say that. So sometimes people don't think I should talk about this, but I will. Mental illness is really important to me. My father committed suicide. I was with my dad when he committed suicide. Two of my uncles, his brothers, committed suicide. My grandmother lost three children to suicide. Access to health care, including mental health care, is super important because there are so many people out there who are depressed. There are so, pe- so many people out there who don't have access to meds. People can have uh, mental health issues. They can have a diagnosis, but on meds, they can live productive lives. And so I will share those stories because I take it seriously. I almost lost everything when my son broke his foot and had surgery and a staph infection took over. I lost all of like my retirement mm. and my savings to save my son's foot mm-hmm. because I did not have, could not afford health insurance. And I was a lawyer mm-hmm. at the time. So I understand that everyone is one medical emergency away from losing everything. That's important to me. Voting rights, obviously, we can see because people don't have access to, to the ballot box like we used to. But I can also tell you that affordable housing is important. It's super important. If you don't have a safe place to live, nothing else will work. Nothing else will work. That's right. So homelessness is a big deal. But I can also say public education. I'm a public school product. I went to... Uh, Lockhart, I got bused to Lanier, we ended up moving to A-Leaf, I graduated from Elsick, so I see public school, but my son also went to charter school, so I got to see what's good about charter schools mm-hmm. and what's not good about charter schools. But at the end of the day, if you're rich and you can afford a private school, great. But regular Joe Schmo people who grew up like me, getting evicted, not having lights, not having water, we shouldn't have to pay to put our kids in another school because a neighborhood school doesn't provide sufficient education. That's right. Amen that, to that. that. That's because everybody doesn't have money. And as a person whose mother was a union steward because management used to always oppress them and my grandfather was in a union, I learned the importance of unions. Unions gave my mother money or her, her union members for Christmas so she could buy us one gift to stave off eviction for one month. So I know what that's like. My uncles, most of whom went to prison, told me that many of the things that they were accused of, they didn't do. Mm-hmm. But they, got, they went to prison because they had sellout court-appointed lawyers. So one of the areas of practice that I practice is criminal defense work, and I do some court-appointed work. So I see what it's like when your lawyer just pleads you, pleads you, and, mm-hmm. your, and, your, and your lawyer won't fight for you. And I actually have had judges who stopped appointing me to cases because I took court-appointed cases to trial they were like miss jones why didn't you work this out the state gave a great offer i'm like it's a great offer if my client did it 
it's it's not a great offer. I don't care if it's county time if my client is innocent. So good we, for you, Joe. And so we That's need wonderful. people who are going to listen to the least the last the loss. And I say this all the time. One of my core beliefs that I learned from my mother and my grandmother is that you don't judge a society by how the best of us live. You judge a society by how the least of us live. And if we don't make sure everyone's okay, none of us is okay. And if you're a person who is of means and you're okay, for example, if you're a Latino or you're black or you're Asian or you're whatever, if you are okay with you being the only person in the room, I respectfully submit to you something is wrong with you. Mm -hmm. I want to lift up people because for sure, I would not be where I am today if the village did not, when my, my coach and his wife seemed to know when I didn't have food, they would invite me over for, well, bring me over to dinner because I didn't have a car to feed me. You know, at CUNY Homes, I got to eat breakfast, graham crackers and orange juice, which to this day I don't eat because it reminds me of when I was little. <laughs> so I at least had something to eat. You know, the union gave my mom money really for Christmas to buy us panties and stuff we needed. So we didn't always get what we wanted for mm -hmm. Christmas. And unless you've lived that life, you really don't understand what it's like. And you want to look at people like they're lesser, that they did something to deserve where they are when really society is just not giving them a chance. Amen to that. Well, you know, as Carol Burnett's show says, I'm so glad we had this time, time together, together. Just to have a laugh and sing, sing a song. song. Yeah. It just started. And before you know it, comes the time we have to say so, so long. long. Joe. You're amazing. Please stay on a few minutes after so we can say goodbye to our Facebook friends. We're going to now finish our song again, Yes We Can, by the Pointer Sisters. And I know it's got an upbeat, kind of a cool beat, but at the end of the day, listen to those words, Joe. They're I know the just song. You know the song? They're just wonderful. They're just wonderful. <laughs> yes. Let's hit it there, Mr. Producer. Successful. Its title, of course, is Yes We Can Can, and they are... The Pointer Sisters. Isn't it great? I mean, it's just a great song. No darn well we, we can, can work, work it. Work it yeah. Yes, we can. can, can yes, we yes, can, can. can. See, I can tell you don't know the song. Well, I'm, I'm going to work with you. <laughs> Either that or I can't sing or both, right? I know we can make it if we try. What a great lyric there, because they're our strongest hope for the future. A better land in the world in which we live. Each man be a better man with the kindness that we give. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I know we can't make it. Woo! 
I know darn well we can work it out. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Kid, I know. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. I want to see you on that Soul Train line, lady. That's what I want to see when you win tomorrow. Oops, I don't want to get ahead of myself. But when you win tomorrow. I'm working hard. I'm listening to my constituents, and I believe because of the work we've done in my campaign that we will be victorious tomorrow. I'm claiming it. Amen. You know, there are very few people as a neutral observer who work as hard as you do. Well, I mean, you don't come up That's from where true. I came up from and be lazy. There's no way I'd be in prison or on welfare or yeah. dead. Amen. Amen to that. I think we have another minute or so. You let me know, producer. I think we're off the radio. Is that correct, producer? Thirty seconds. Jelana, tell us something in thirty seconds. Um, all I'm going to say is, please go out and vote tomorrow. Amen. Please vote for me. I'm asking you personally, I will fight for the least, the last, the loss. And as I said before, I'm going to go and work really hard for the Hobby Airport part of, this, of District 147 because I want for it to represent Houston well. I'm going to work for everybody, but that's where I'm going to start off because it looks like no one's really been paying much attention to them. Amen to that. I think we're now officially off the radio. So now we're on, still on Facebook and everything. And I know we had other callers. I apologize if we didn't get to you. Uh, Judge Jason, are you there? I'm here. Well, Judge, I apologize to you that we didn't get you on the radio. We were just at the tail end, but you're now on all the social media outlets, and they'll be posted here in about 30 minutes. And, in fact, we're live now. Do you want to say Judge. anything? What's going on with you there, Judge, and what's happening with you for sure. tomorrow? Well, uh, I'm in the runoff. I'm your incumbent judge of the 185th District Court. I'm proud to be endorsed by Commissioners Rodney Ellis um, and the Houston Chronicle, the unions, and every other major group here in our city who's looking at these races, including every bar association. And most importantly for me, I'm also the presiding judge of Harris County Felony Veterans Court, which is a special court that helps veterans who have PTSD, traumatic brain injury, who've got serious criminal cases, rather than send them to prison, we divert them to special programs where you get mental treatment, addiction treatment through the VA and a very intensive program. And, you know, at least half of our people in our program are people of color, are minorities, uh, are women. So it's a really a program uh, that helps a broad group of our population. And so I'm happy uh, to be a part of that program. And I'm on your ballots for tomorrow if you guys haven't voted. So please make sure you get out to the polls tomorrow to vote. I'm one of your... Uh, uh, remaining people on that ballot tomorrow, so please get out there and vote. Judge, give us the whole website and everything if people want more information on you. Sure. It's www.jasonlung, and that's spelled, or Luong, L-U-O-N-G, for, that's spelled F-O-R, judge, J-U-D-G-E, dot com. Um, and so I'm happy, you know, I, I'm your only Asian-American judge, which I also think is important. You know, May is Asian-American Pacific Interest Heritage Month, uh, and I'm actually your only Asian-American criminal court judge in Harris County. I think I'm actually the first Vietnamese-American elected to any countywide seat in the state of Texas. I'm proud to be that person. Uh, and so I know Miss Miss Jones uh, is a great pioneer, groundbreaker as well. And so I'm happy to be that for our Asian-American communities. If you believe representation is important 
on our benches, that our benches should reflect the diversity of our population. I hope that you guys will get out there and vote for me uh, as your only Asian American criminal court judge and your most endorsed candidate in this race. Amen. Well, Judge, thank you for being on the show. And please, please call again, and we really enjoy you. So, again, I appreciate you know, um, you know, I'm always happy to talk to anyone about questions about our criminal justice system, how things work, because a lot of misinformation, a lot of things where people make the wrong decisions because they're scared, they don't know what's going on. I'll tell you right now, at least in the 185th, my court, we're here to help everyone. You know, you may think you're, oh, I'm a criminal, they're not going to care. Everyone in my courtroom is invested in making you a better person so that way it's your last time you're ever involved in the criminal justice system. Amen to that. You know what? Judge, so, thank you so, for being on. Go ahead there, Joe. I'm, I'm going to say something. Question? So uh, this, is, uh, this isn't an endorsement of anybody, but I, but I can say this. When I go in Judge Luong's court, there are some judges, quite frankly, who treat you like a number, and it's even difficult for the lawyers, and we all know who those judges are. And there are some judges who actually ask the people, like, who are you? Where do you live? Do you have a place to stay? You know, how long have you been homeless? Or were you raised by both your parents? Were you raised by your grandmother? And some lawyers are like, oh my God, why are these judges asking these things? Mm-hmm. And then for me, I ask my clients all those things so that when I go argue before the judge for whatever, I can humanize my clients because a lot of times the system sees our, our clients as like, what they're accused of, although you're innocent until proven guilty. And so the complaints I hear about from Judge Long, and I do some work in his court, is that he asks too much of the, the people that are charged with crimes. As I said before, some lawyers don't ask those questions, right? I ask those questions. So I'm almost certain that if, if Judge Long could say something, and I'm not going to ask him because I'm not asking him to endorse me either, um, that he'll say that I know those things about my clients you know, more than maybe most lawyers. But I mean, I know that Judge Long asked questions. I know that Judge Lacayo asked questions. I know that Judge Deshaun Jones asked questions. And I can tell you, I really do enjoy practicing law in those courts only because I know that I have a fair shot with my clients. I don't ask for judges to just rule in favor of my clients because I'm me or anything. I want for my, my for the judges to just give me a fair shot to present my client's case, to present who my client is, to present the circumstances under which my client is, you know, is before them and just want a fair shot. And I can tell you that there are some judges, and, I, and I'm not saying that other judges that I didn't right. mention don't do those things, but I can tell you there are three judges when I know I'm going into their courts, I feel confident that at least I'm going to get a fair shot. And before Democrats got on the bench, that was not the case. Amen. Judge, thank you for calling in. We really appreciate thank it, you. and we'll just talk to you soon, sir. Thank you. Take care. Yes, and, sir. Uh, nice to see you again, uh, Ms. Jones, too. Oh, yeah. Nice to, nice to hear from you, Judge. Take care. Thank Good you. luck tomorrow. Thank oh, you, thank Judge. Thank you, you, too. So, Joe, last question. I was at an event with you the other day, and how does it feel to see a legend like Garnet Coleman there, something as precious as he spent his whole life on, which is the district, to say, I'm endorsing her. How, I mean, how did that? I mean, I, I just, that's got to bring incredible joy to you. I don't know, but I just, I was moved by it because listen, that man has given his life for that district and he has done so much. Um, how did that make you feel? Emotional. Very proud. Very proud. 
He's done a lot for the district. I know that under his leadership, we got an HEB. There you go. I know that under his leadership, Metro didn't drop a rail down Alabama, yep. which you would understand because people live in CUNY homes and it's Section 8 housing. I know that we have pretty freeways when, you know, in our areas that they didn't look well. You go to other parts of the city or even around the Houston and vicinity where you see where the, the freeways are decorated. It's just pretty right. to look at. It's pleasant to yes. drive through. And so for Garnet to pick me, to me, that was the most important endorsement I could win. No doubt. And I'm just thankful he picked me to succeed him. I, he's never going to be replaced, so I'm, I, I'm not, I've not replaced him. And trust and believe that I'm leaning on him. He was there for 31 years. I'm going to be a freshman. I am a freshman. In fact, there's 150 state reps, and I'm number 150. So I'm, I'm at the bottom of the bucket. But hopefully I can learn from him. I've already called him to ask him things. Um, I have not. You asked me about an office. I don't have an office yet. I um, haven't even hired staff yet. Mm -hmm. I still have an election on May 24th that I have got to uh, win. But I can tell you that people in his office were helpful to me, helpful when I was requested to give a state flag from the state rep. His office helped me get that done because I literally don't know who to call Understood. to get a flag uh, and a certificate. So his office has graciously said that they will help me get up to speed. So I'm super uh, thankful for it. And one thing I've learned I should not do, because he was fifth in seniority in the legislature, he's got like a really cool office with a ah. balcony. <laughs> and they were like, Joe, don't get used to it no, because yeah. come January, you're going to be in a shoebox. Yeah, I understand. So I'm trying not to. So I am in his office right now, and I am on his committees. I'm not the chair like he was. Yeah. So I'm going to use him to the extent he's he will help me so that I can uh, hit the ground running as quickly as a freshman can hit it. And again, I believe that to be the most important endorsement that I can get. And I'm just very proud and humbled that he picked me. Look, he loves Texas. He loves Houston. He loves that district he gave his life for it. And there is no way he would pass it on to you and endorse you unless you were the right one. For sure. And he knows, and he knows that, that I'm going to fight to stop the inner, the inner city from being gentrified. And that was super important to him. And it's super important to me because I am from Third Ward. You know, my grandmother was from Fifth Ward. So we are the inner city. And when nobody wanted the inner city, we were there with high crime and everything. And now that we have worked hard to make a, a destination, a place of destination, people can't come in and just change the character of these inner city neighborhoods. So I'm going to work with all the state reps and city council members and county commissioners to maintain the integrity of neighborhoods and make sure that we don't kick out the people who were there when no one wanted to be there. Well, I think our time is up. And let me just say to everybody, first and foremost, yes, we can, can. And let me say, second of all, J-O-L-A-N-D-A, J-O-N-E-S. <laughs> Vote for me tomorrow. Jolanda Joe, Vote for her tomorrow. And this is Gilbert Garcia, Talk Inspiration and Prayer, a tip from me. Here, of course, on Facebook, all the social media, KWWJ, Keep Walking with Jesus, 1360 AM, 96.9 FM, KYOK, 1140 AM, and we'll see you next time.
This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Join me for my new radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 to 11.45 a.m. on KWWJ, 1360 a.m., 96.9 FM, or KYOK, 11.40 a.m. Call me, 832-570-8075. See you then.